We are recording from Google for Startup Campus, Google's home for startups. We are now in the creator studio, a state-of-the-art video and podcast room available for startups to for free. For more information on all things campus, check out their website, www.campus.co slash Tel Aviv. Welcome to Humus and Tech, the first podcast by Olim and for Olim interested in the Israeli high-tech industry. We are Maggie and Kevin, and here we are today with Eden, software developer at Lemonade, founder of Olim in Tech, also leading women in tech and the creator of What the Tech. Is there something you haven't done yet? Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> So we want to know a short story about yourself. So I was, I grew up in Michigan and I went to the University of Michigan where I studied neuroscience. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Um, Were you I, always interested in that subject? I was always interested in medicine. That was, I wanted to be a doctor. That was my whole life dream. Um, or and now you're a software dream. engineer. Yeah. Sort of a, a yeah, different plot twist. thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and when I was at university or when I was at Michigan, um, most pre-med students study neuroscience or it's really common. Um, and I loved that it was a mixture of like really deep specific sciences and also, so the really micro and the macro of how that, those little chemicals and hormones affect your behavior and how we interact as humans. So I really loved it. Um, so cool. Okay, and then you moved to Israel. When was that? That was right after I graduated from Michigan. Um, I was in between stages. I had taken the MCAT, which is the really difficult exam to apply to medical schools. Mm -hmm. And I was in the process of applying to medical schools. And in the application, they ask you, why do you want to be a doctor? And I was like, hmm, that's, that's, that's a, a great question. question. <laughs> Um, and it was the first time that I really like sat down and reflected, like, why do I even want to be a doctor? And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that I had a lot of other interests and maybe being a doctor was my childhood dream. But it was more because I hadn't really explored anything else and not because this was my destiny, you know. Um, and so before I completely abandoned medicine, I was like, okay, let me just take a breather from my intense studies and do something different. And that's what brought me to Israel. I did um, JDC, the Joint Distribution Committee. They have a sort of like a Jewish Peace Corps. Oh, wow. Where they send like 25 people around the world to their different offices in Mumbai and Rwanda and uh, Germany and Argentina. Oh, wow. All over. So I got sent to Israel. Yeah. <laughs> and I was in Jerusalem for a year. And oh. that I just kind of stayed here. Wow. wow. And how was living in Jerusalem? I mean, now that you live in Tel Aviv. I loved Jerusalem. Really? And when I lived there, it was actually, it was in 2015, and there were a lot of, like, stabbing attacks happening, and it was really intense, a little bit scary, but I loved the atmosphere in Jerusalem. You f you feel like you're really in Israel. Sometimes in Tel Aviv, I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm Somewhere like, in New York else. or yeah. not in Israel, but, yeah. And then you decided to study something related to computers. How did you get into that? Yeah, so I was always curious about coding. My brother is a computer engineer. Um, and it was always something on my mind. It was also something that freaked me out. It's kind of like how I think about outer space. Like, I know pretty much nothing about <laughs> it. And so whenever I think about it, it's like, whoa, this is crazy. And my mind kind of blows up. Um, and I used to think about computer science that way, like, you know, that there's only one way to make the robot's arm move and you have to be a genius to figure it out. And that's how I pictured programming. And but for some reason, I was still really curious. And so during that year I was in Jerusalem, I would spend the weekends like um, 
looking up tutorials That's and cool. online courses. Um, but then as I got into it, I realized like, oh, this is cool, but I want to really do it for real. It's hard to do it on your own. Um, and that's what made me want to do a like formal coding bootcamp. Mm, it's super interesting that you first like on the weekends, on your like after work, whatever, you start getting your your feet wet a little bit, and then you know, hey, I want to invest more time in this because this is something like that inter interests me, and that's cool. And do you want to talk a bit more about ITC? Right, that was a coding bootcamp yeah. you did. How did you? Like, first of all, how do you find out this thing exists? I mean, I remember when I found out this kind of things existed, I was shocked. I was like, I had no idea. And why, like, how did you enroll? How was that process for you? Yeah, so actually, it's an interesting story because my brother was one of the very first participants in one of ITC's program. Their very first program, ITC is Israel Tech Challenge, right. and their very first program was actually like a tech birthright. It was like 10 days. They bring you to Israel and show you around all the different tech companies yeah. and stuff um so my brother was part of that and so i knew of itc because he was connected to it and then um i had heard that they had a coding boot camp and at the time they were one of the only ones here in israel and i kind of thought okay i'm already in israel you know there's coding boot camps all over the world um but i was like i'm already here i might as well just do it here and i really liked that they were five months a lot of them are three months and i felt like that's just too short <laughs> so you went through the coding boot camp yeah cool And then how did you got your first job? I mean, how, how did you switch from, from being a, a student in a coding bootcamp to a software engineer in Lemonade, right? Yeah. Which is a huge company. It's like now it's huge. And tell us more about it. Yeah. So I guess I'll tell you a second about coding bootcamp because I think people like don't really understand what goes on there. So every day it was like very full time. We would, you know, from the beginning of the day till the end of the day, be either in lectures or working on, you know, um, little like exercises or things. And it's really, really intense. I like didn't go out with friends. I didn't do anything. I was just like always there working. Um, I was also really enjoying it. But also when I went into the boot camp, I didn't have the goal of being a software developer. I didn't even really know what that meant. I really just wanted to have the skills. Like I saw myself starting a startup one day. That's sort of where I, why I also didn't want to be a doctor. I knew I always wanted to be not just a doctor. I saw myself starting my own startup or company. And so the more I thought about it, the more I realized like I, it's hard for me to envision starting a company, a tech company without knowing really anything about tech like how would mm -hmm. I hire people how would I you know know if they're competent or anything and so I just went into the boot camp thinking I just want to have a basic knowledge to be able to you know manage a company but the deeper into the coding and into the boot camp I got I was like well I didn't actually know that I would like this but I kind of really like it and you made a switch to turn like more into a software engineer and get more into that yeah exactly And when you finished the bootcamp, how did you manage to get your first job out of yeah. the bootcamp? Because you actually do not have, like, you know, experience when yeah, it comes to, no, like, Yeah, no, yeah, being a, a junior developer after a bootcamp, how do you manage to get, like, yeah, a full job? Yeah. yeah, it's really difficult. I think my story is a bit um, unique in the way that it happened. I don't think that this is by any means how most juniors would get their first job, and I totally recognize that. I think... For me, the boot camp, there was an element of um, final projects. So now there's like an internship component. For me, we did final projects. And um, my partner and I 
worked like crazy for like four weeks on this project using technologies we hadn't learned in the boot camp, like really went crazy. We did this like two-way video conferencing app where people could like write in and like each other's comments. It was great. We went crazy. (laughs) So when we had eventually at the end a demo day, a bunch of companies were invited to come and um, see us, you know, demo our projects and also sort of have a first look at the talent, I guess, before we seek jobs. Um, and so Aleph um, encouraged their portfolio companies to go and see, you know, maybe they could hire someone. Um, and so that's where the connection with Lemonade wow, came. Oh, that's a great initiative. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. The fact that they invited all those people, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was really amazing. So after that, you went for like a real interview with Lemonade? And yeah. And how did they reach out to you? How was that process? They saw you there giving the demo and... So actually, it, it's kind of a longer story, but um, my partner and I were talking to a lot of companies there because I think we made a really like standout thing. So we were really lucky like to be talking to all these companies. And I didn't actually talk to um, Ofer, who was there from Lemonade at that moment, um, but a friend interviewed there and I had heard about Lemonade peripherally and um, but I didn't know anything of it. And I was like, oh, insurance, I don't know. And then... Ofer reached out again saying this might be a good fit. And then I came for, for the interview wow. and that's how it happened. Wow. So how long have you been working in Lemonade? Since May 2017. So more than two years. More than wow. two years. That's, that's a very great. long time. Yeah. It's been what, a very what do you long think time. Are, what do you think were the biggest challenges through these two years? Whoa. <laughs> um, there were a lot. I think for a while I was the only woman on the engineering team. I was the youngest by far. I was the least experienced. Everyone else was super senior. Um, the only non-native Israeli. Like it was, it was a lot. Tough. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot Tough. to handle on top of, you know, this being my first development job and getting up to speed with that and learning super like crazy. Tough. And also we were really young at that point and had a lot to do. So we were moving really, really fast. And I started off doing front end and it was just me and the other front end guy. And, you know, there was a lot of work to do. So there wasn't so much time to sort of, you know, step back, relax. Let's, you know, learn things and whatever. It was just go, go, go. <laughs> I'm sure. What technologies have you been using uh, in Lemonade? So when I was doing front end, we used React. Um, and actually, so a year into being at Lemonade, I sort of switched over to doing more infrastructure DevOps kind of work. Um, When you're at a startup, it's kind of all hands on deck, like whatever we need, like jump over and do it. And I'm, you know, really curious. And I wasn't super passionate about front end. It was more just, I saw this as a really great opportunity. I wanted to be at a startup. And then I did, you know, infrastructure DevOps stuff for about six months, and then recently I just moved over to doing back-end full-time. Cool, cool. So a lot of different Yeah, stuff. no, I mean, <laughs> you got to wear a lot of hats and... Definitely. And go through all the stack, and that makes you a really valuable uh, team member. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yes. what, and what are the things that you think accelerated your career uh, inside the company? Um, I think I... I mean, I was really hardworking. I was there all the time, like, wanting to, you know, learn. I had no... um, I think there's a lot of stuff as a junior developer you actually bring to the table at companies. You don't come with any sort of, um, you know, some developers who are really senior are kind of stubborn and, like, this is the way we do things. And I was just like, 
whatever you want me to do, I'll do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And really fast at learning, like, um, you know, taking things on that I didn't have any clue how to do and just figuring it out. And, um, you know, I didn't ever complain about getting really annoying bugs to deal with. Um, And I think just gaining the trust of your teammates is a big deal. Um, You know, knowing that you care a lot about the product and the company. And so you put that into your work and uh, it does make a difference because it means there's probably going to be less bugs in your code. And, you know, you're doing things in a way that will be easier for other people to maintain. So I think that makes a big difference. And what would you say to someone who is a junior developer starting? What would be the first thing or, or the top thing that they should be like in their mindset when, when they are working for a startup like this? So if there's a junior developer to start up, um, I would say s- hang in there, <laughs> be strong, be tough, um, because you can learn a lot. Like I've been, it's been amazing. I've, you know, gone through all these different sort of transitions and learned so much and gotten my hands really on a bunch of things. I was just looking at our product the other day and I was like, wow, I made that two years ago and we're still using it. And, you know, thousands of people are still using it and seeing it. So it's really cool and it's a really amazing opportunity, but it's really tough. It's tough, yeah. I'm sure. And tell us about more about like Lemonade because it's pretty like it's one of the hottest startups right now, <laughs> but m- many people don't know how it started and what it does. Sure. So um, we're an insure tech company. So we're actually like renters and homeowners insurance. Um, right now we're in the US and Germany. Um, and renters and homeowners insurance, I mean, we can get into that as much as you want, but it really covers your stuff, you know, when you're at your most vulnerable moment. And so we see it as, you know, people usually think of insurance as like a necessary evil. And we're here to say like, no, we want to be there for you. And so it's a completely different business model. Like the incentives are completely different so that we have no, you know, reason not to give you the full amount you're asking for in claims. We have like a give back component where we give back to charities Um, this year we gave over $600,000 back to charities, which was really crazy. And we've only existed, you know, for what, three years. Um, so it's really cool. And we have, you know, a lot of AI components. We have this chat bot that you can do a lot of, uh, things on your own with editing your policy on your own. You don't have to call anyone. Um, and because there's no brokers, it's a lot cheaper. Um, there's a lot of things. You're the good guys here. Yeah, yeah, we definitely are. (laughs) So Lemonade started two years ago, three years ago, and you were one of the early uh, team members, one of the early employees there, right? Yeah. How have you been feeling this change all over the years? So um, it's really crazy being, you know, one of the first. When I look back, there's a lot of things that have changed. Even just the physical building, we used to be in one of these buildings in Serona, and we didn't even have the whole building. So kids would run up into the office thinking it's like a, you know, clothing <laughs> store. And oh my God. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, and now we're in... How many people were when you started? Um, I think there were like 20 of us or so. Wow. It was very tiny. Really early. Just in yeah. Israel, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was very small. Um, and no one, you know, I would tell people like, oh, I work at Lemony. They're like, what is that? <laughs> and now it's different. So I definitely feel like when now I talk to people about it, they're like, wow, that's so cool. And I talk to them about it. And a lot of people reach out to me to, you know, work with us, like work for us. And um, 
it's very exciting. Our team, my team has grown so much. There was a period of time where, you know, it was just us and, you know, we didn't really have anyone coming or, or going. It was really just like work, 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 work. Um, and now there's people, new people coming all the time. I can't even keep track of all the names and I, wow. it's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. but it's really, I mean, I remember when I saw it like coming up now, it's like really one of the hottest startups in Tel Aviv. Like everyone wants to work there. I don't know if it's the location or if like the product <laughs> or the people, but it just seems like a great place to work. Yeah. It's, um, I think it's a really, I feel really blessed to be working alongside really smart, creative um, hardworking people, you know, we're always trying to, um, push the boundaries and be creative and, you know, they really look for ideas from anywhere. So if I have an idea for an ad or something like that, that's also welcomed, um, which is really cool. So now the million dollar question that I'm sure many people are dying <laughs> to hear, are you guys hiring? Yeah, we're totally hiring. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is a great news. We're always hiring. <laughs> yeah. Something that makes all the Olim very happy. Um, uh, okay. Now, I'm so excited to ask you about this because I feel like, you know, very entitled and I feel very interested. What about Women of the Startup Nations? Can you tell me more about the story and how's the idea behind it? How did it start? Was it just you? Sure. So um, one of my really close friends, Bari Aron, started Women of Startup Nation two years ago, I believe. Um, we're both. Um, she was working at the time at Facebook as a data scientist and um, and me as a software developer. So we're both really passionate about um, getting more women into tech and technical roles. And so the idea is that um, we want to highlight wim technical women in Israel and show off the amazing things they're doing. And also for us growing up, you know, we didn't have so many female role models in tech mm -hmm. um, and technical roles. And so we want to highlight these women and, you know, sort of put them in the spotlight to put them out there hoping that, you know, younger people or even just, you know, people my age will, you know, see them and get inspired and think, oh, maybe I could do this. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing is, you know, showing off the amazing things that people are doing here in Israel, um, specifically women. And I think also, um, for example, conferences. Right. There's a really huge problem where not enough women are being asked to speak at conferences. And a lot of times conferences will say, you know, oh, we can't find any. And yes, there are less women in tech, but it doesn't mean there aren't any. So we compiled, you know, a spreadsheet of That's amazing. now there's an more than 200 idea. women. So That's like amazing. no more excuses. This is publicly out there. It's free. There's a, wow. women doing amazing, amazing work. And um, and we want to push them higher and get them noticed. And um And get more women in technical roles, yeah. And what would you say it's your your personal, you know, role model? I know I have mine, but you know, oh, who is mine? Yeah. Ooh, that's the thing. Is growing up, I didn't have like a technical female role model, which is why I never considered even like it wasn't even on my radar to mm -hmm. study software engineering. And um, my brother actually, when I was applying to Michigan, he was like, "You should apply to the engineering school," and I was just like. I don't know, like it just it wasn't even something I ever considered, which is a shame because, you know, I'm really enjoying it. It's something I really feel like I have a feel for. And um, it's a shame. I'm sure there's a lot more people out there 
who could be doing this and they just have no idea right. what it's like. Yeah, it's great. It's great the work that you're doing. Yeah, yeah it's very amazing like to showcase women and you know, to break the glass ceiling and, and everything. It's something that I think that all you know, women, we need to be working very hard on. And also like to leave, you know, some sort of like do history because there's so many little girls that are super confused and they feel super not connected to the whole techie word and they feel yeah. it's like this is men's word and you know it's very important for us to make sure that no we're here and we do have a very strong word when it comes to like what's going to happen in the high-tech industry like we do have a very strong impact as women so I think it's amazing that you guys are doing that and you know the stories that you're sharing are super interested and they're very inspiring as well and it's something that it's, you know, very touching. It's very touching. Thanks. I'm really glad. Yeah. It's been really interesting for me to have, you know, I guess access to these women who are CTOs and CEOs and all this kind of stuff. You know, it's it's really amazing for me to be able to speak with them and uh, hear their stories. And so I feel like I get so much out of it. And I'm glad that, you know, there's a lot of other people who are reading this and getting, you know, I hope at least as much out of it as I am because uh, I'm, I really love talking to these women. Yeah. But out of all these women, right? I'm sure you met like so many of them. Mm -hmm. Which ones is the story that like most resonated? I don't know if there's one story in particular. I think it's just a lot of times I learn little tidbits from women, whether it's, you know, um, also for future, you know, I don't have kids. I'm not married. No, but a no, lot but of, of course. It's like stuff that, you know, you are able to like remind yourself from and you're like, okay, this is a tip that I want to like keep with me and I'm sure I'm going to use it. Definitely. What are the tips that, you know, women gave you that you can pass on to the people yeah. listening to us? I think a lot of times um, like women will give advice about, um, you know, keeping track of your accomplishments. Um, someone was telling me that they keep a list of all of their you know, milestones and accomplishments just for themselves. And it really helps you because um, a lot of times people, you know, if it's an interview or whatever, they ask you, what are you proud of? Or, you know, highlights. And you want to know that stuff. You don't want to be, you know, uh, too humble and not, you know, show what you've done. Yeah. Um, I think it's very important that women like really like present themselves as remarkable because I think like to be definitely. a woman in like the high tech industry is already remarkable. And you already did like so many great things and it's very important to be held accountable also for the good things you did. Definitely. I also think it's a great advice for anyone. Yeah. And also when like times feel hard or you're stressed or doubting yourself or whatever, you can look back at this and say, wow, like I did all these amazing things and really like, you know, lift yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And I also yeah. think it's like as an Olim, I think it's already very remarkable. And, it, and I think that, you know, always in interviews, it's very important to be a storyteller. Yeah. Right. You're presenting your life. And I think it's very remarkable for anyone who came here like mostly on their own. Yeah. And decided to, you know, to start life from scratch in a country that is very far away from home <laughs> with a different language. I think like that's already a very important milestone that people here you know, when you're in a left for so many years and you take it for granted and no, like, hold on, you came here with nothing and all of a sudden you start building your life for your own. That's super amazing. Yeah. And I see that you're a woman with a lot of different projects and initiatives <laughs> that, that you run. So there's one more thing that we would like to talk about. What the tech? What the actual tech? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? So that came from... Um, I, at uh, Michigan, I was a, like, study group facilitator. I, I realized I really love teaching, and um, I, one of my coworkers, um, I'm really good friends with her, and she would always ask me, you know, what does, like, caching mean, or, 
you know, what does this mean or what does it mean that you guys deployed something? And I would always try to explain to her, you know, using analogies and, you know, regular yeah, things, for, for, for the what people, it is. For the people who have been uh, listening and don't know what these words are, they are technical words for and um, processes that you do when you work on, on a development team. So. Yeah. Exactly. So people here are listening to listening to us that might not know what deployment yeah. is. But deployment Definitely. is like to like me as not non-tech. I understand yeah, deployment as something happening. Yeah, but you <laughs> work, right? like you when work, something's deployed, it's like, okay, this happened. But you work in a technology company. Right, but so. I'm saying I'm not a developer and I hear this word a lot. So I agree. I'm always really sensitive about mentioning buzzwords. I was intentionally sort of vague, hoping that maybe it would pique people's <laughs> curiosity to check out what the tech on Instagram. Um, but for me, it's opening up the opportunities because I feel like when I looked at tech, not only was it, you know, physically, I have no idea what's going on there or I used to have no idea what's going on. Um, I feel like there's all this jargon and buzzwords that go along with it that it makes it feel like there's this huge gap between, you know, someone who's not in tech and someone who's technical. And there's no reason for that big of a gap to exist because they're just buzzwords. And when you can break down the words and explain them simply, they're really basic concepts and they're pretty easy to explain. It's just that no one's doing that. I think there's like very like big, thick wall between tech and non-tech and i'm trying to break that wall, break that wall <laughs> and bridge the gap because i think if you know people in marketing and sales could better understand you know all the technical terms or you know account managers they could better communicate between the customer and the developer and things could happen faster and you know it would just make things better um and i think would i'm also hoping that by breaking down these words, it's hopefully breaking down this giant seeming barrier and maybe hopefully piquing people's interest in tech. And um, maybe some people will, you know, pursue a career in tech. There's a, a few people who've already reached out to me on the account saying, you know, I live in London and I'm a stay at home mom, but I've been wanting to get into coding. Like, what do you recommend? And all kind of stuff like that. And it's been really Amazing. I think there really is a need out there or a desire for people to learn about this kind of stuff. Um, but it just feels so far away from them. Mm. And you're being the role model that that you lacked when you were young, right? Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm really trying to help show people that the stereotype of the developer is not what developers are. So I thought that's what developers were. You know, I see them in movies and whatever. They're sitting in a dark corner with a hoodie and don't talk to anyone. And it's so not, so not what happens. And it's way more dynamic and cooperative and creative than I and thought fun. it was yeah. and fun. And you can make a huge impact and it's really, really rewarding. And so I just want to really share that and get that information out there to people. We'll make sure to post a link to your Instagram account. To what yes, they. of course. We actually yeah. love it. I think yeah. it's super useful for, you know, people who are just, you know, scared of those words. Like, Definitely. Mm, mm -hmm. Deployment, version, yeah. you know. Mm. Or even when I talk to my parents and I'm like, I just deployed <laughs> a feature and they're like, Is You did what? <laughs> Is yeah. that a good thing? <laughs> yeah, just, just, just check the water tech and you will understand me. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. 
Well, I think that you know that in every episode, we do have something called the Hebrew word of the day, which is, you know, you as an Olaf, you probably like had so many difficulties learning Hebrew <laughs> because I think like, let's be honest, it's not an easy language, it's which not. is, it's not. Um, shout out to everyone still doing old pan out there, you know, stay strong. <laughs> Thank uh, <you>. What? <laughs> Definitely. Uh, what is your favorite Hebrew word that you apply to your work and why? Ooh, this was a hard one for me to think about because um, I actually work in Hebrew. So I'm working really? about oh coding my God, in look Hebrew. At you. It's wow. really crazy. <laughs> so wait, did you know Hebrew form before? Yeah. So I went to Jewish day school my whole life and my oh, grandma okay. was born here and was oh, a Hebrew great. teacher. So I, it's not fair. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was really hard for me to think of one word, but... One thing that I feel like I use a lot, um, and I was talking to a friend and teaching them this word, and uh, I realized I use it a lot, is uh, ladken, with an ayin, means like to update. So, um, ladken. Ladken. Okay. So like, yeah, it's an yesh interesting word. Yeah. Yesh idkun, like is there any update, or um, aniad kenotach. Like, I'll update you. Wow. Um, I probably say that word. I was realizing today, as I was thinking <laughs> about this, I used it, I don't know, 50 times. Um, so I think that's a really useful word that I use. Again, again, I think I will now start uh, hearing it more and more. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's a beautiful yeah. thing about this. Like, every time you learn yeah. a new word, you just like, all of a sudden, like, yes, yes, this word. I recognize <laughs> it. Yeah, I learned it in Humus on Tech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Okay. Well, it was such a pleasure having you here. Thanks oh my so God. Much. Thank you so much yeah. for joining. Thank uh, you. I hope you enjoyed. We really definitely enjoyed. And, well, keep on doing all the amazing things you're doing. Thanks like, so much. And, of course, you know that in order to stay in touch with us, Follow us on Instagram at Humus and Tech. And don't forget to subscribe to our website, www.humusandtech.com. And please don't forget to give us a five-star review in Apple Podcast uh, app. We really enjoy your feedback, so um, make it happen. And thank you, everyone, thank for tuning you. in. Bye. Bye.